So, you've just finished A Court of Thorn and Roses, and you're craving another fantasy world to devour. Dipsy's got your back. Dive into spicy enemies-to-lovers tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. I gotta tell you that the immersive soundscapes are really what makes a good sexy story different from a not good sexy story because it just like adds like it's hard sometimes in like reading a novel to like get the actual feel of what's going on but when it's like oh we're like at the coffee shop and this is like actually happening it's like very different (laughs) and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves greek gods and goddesses regency era historical fiction for you sam and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure new content is released every week so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again you can always find something new to explore dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction for listeners of the show dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash just break up. Dipsy stories.com slash just break up. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we are going to tackle things like crushes gone wild, (laughs) dating your friends, respecting the block, and intimacy in a sexless relationship. Mm. But first, we want to start with our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we don't know anything. We don't know what we're talking about. We are English majors. That's right. We have never gone to um, school for advice. Is there advice school? Can you major in advice? I wish that I had. It probably would have been more lucrative than this English major. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah. So we don't know what we're talking about. Please take our advice as you see fit. We're just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing thing that is love. Yes. Yes. Should we talk about how grateful we are for all of the submissions that we've received? Yes, we should. Y'all, not only are you listening and sharing and tweeting to the podcast, which is just blowing our minds. It's awesome. But you're also continuing to submit such wonderful and thoughtful questions. Like we've been truly blown away, not not only at your stories, but at the number of letters we've gotten. Yeah, for sure. And I was reading them today during work. Sorry to anyone at work that's listening to this. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just so giddy at just the amount of trust that people were putting in mm-hmm. us. Like just the 
the way that the questions were written. Like you all are putting so much time and energy into writing those questions and it's just coming through strong and we are so appreciative. So yes, absolutely. We're super excited to be able to answer as many of them as possible. Yeah. So that being said, we're actually going to answer four today. Um, we're right. going to see how that feels. We uh, we like the timing of our podcast with three questions, but we think we can make it with work with four. Um, we're really excited to... Yeah. And- to- if you hate it, make sure to tell us on Twitter, which I don't read, so Sierra has to deal with it. Literally, I just sent him screenshots of tweets that I like all day. I don't understand Twitter. I just cannot get it. Yeah, totally. I don't understand why it's in reverse chronological order. Um. Oh, my God. Can I share one of the messages we got? Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it anonymous, but I wanted to share this message because it made me really happy because it like affirmed the work that we do here, but also that we're doing in our life. And I I think it'll bring the same affirmation to some of our listeners. Somebody uh, wrote to me, I'm going to keep it anonymous because I didn't ask for their permission. (laughs) Sorry, this person. But they said, um, I love your podcast. I have been studying psychology for four years in college, and my teacher always said that learning to live healthily can be lonely because a lot of people don't live that way. Mm. But your podcast makes me feel like I'm part of a larger, healthy community because the advice is all, all very healthy. And even if we can't live in a totally perfect way, your podcast makes me feel less alone. And for that, I am grateful. Aww. I know. I thought that was so touching. and. For me, particularly touching because of the idea that doing this head and heart work can mm-hmm. be lonely. Yeah. Because I think we live in a society that um, really wants us to be very programmed and very generic. And, for sure. um, you know, for me as a woman, I feel like I have to be reactionary mm-hmm. and um, that my power as like an emotional being is stripped from me because I'm, I'm too emotional. I'm whatever. Anyway, for sure. I'm getting it off on a tangent already. <laughs> We're still in the <laughs> intro, but I just love that message because I too, um, dear, uh, person who wrote into us, I too have felt that lonely heart work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really glad to be doing it with all of you, especially you, Sam. That's right. Yeah. Right back at you, girl. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you picked the topic for our little intro chat. What is it? Yeah. So I have been talking, uh, well, I talked once with my Heather, my Heather, my friend Heather. <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. Go watch Heather. Talking with my friend Heather over breakfast beers recently. Ah. Uh, yeah, they're great. Um, Almost as good as a shower beer, I hear. <laughs> but we were talking about deal breakers. Ooh, and it's a deal breaker, ladies. That's right. Channel your Liz Lemon. Give me some of that <laughs> Tina Fey realness. So I was just thinking, like, what do you have deal breakers as someone who is like on the dating prowl? <laughs> Sorry, I'm it's not that. really though. Am I? It's more like a slow roll. <laughs> Like if you could be on the dating like, like s- lifeless body, I'm on that. Yeah, there you go. Just like sitting real still and hoping a butterfly lands on you. Yeah, totally. And that butterfly is intimacy. Uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, um, do you have deal breakers? Because I sure had a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at my own joke, <laughs> but I'm mostly laughing at how much you and I are both enjoying it. Okay. So my deal breakers. Yeah. I mean, I'm 32 now. So my deal breaker number one is like, are you too emotionally broken? <laughs> 
really. Let me put an asterisk to that and say that like everybody has their own brokenness, and I'm not shaming them at all. Chill, um, chill, I am. Chill. I am so broken and still mending myself every day. As all we are, we all. Um, but for me, it's it's that. How about this? I take a lot of pride in being a nurturer mm. in a, a lot of my relationships. I feel like I'm a nurturer in my performative work. Right. I'm a nurturer in the classroom. I'm a nurturer to my friends. Yeah. I try to be, and it's- I want to be a nurturer to my partners. Right. Um, but I can't have that dynamic be too off for me. Sure. At least at this point in my life, I need them to have at least a little bit of a, a lot of bit of self reflection, self awareness, yeah. self growth, mm-hmm. being able to hold themselves accountable um, and to evolve when they need to evolve. Yeah. And I say that I know I got really serious really Seriously, quick. I was like, um, I would never date someone taller than me. <laughs> I I say this I think because I've spent so many relationships with people who yeah. who I truly loved but who like sucked the energy from me for sure um, or I sucked it from them vice versa yep. sounds sexual um, and it is <laughs> but um, you know so so I think just at this point in my life maybe I'm just like starting with this really serious one because it's important to me I need someone who can at least meet me where I'm at and where I'm at is I'm committing to self growth and self betterment that's great I mean. Yes, I also done... hate it when people wear Hawaiian shirts. That might be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> um, I love a good Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, but like with a mat- not a mature pattern, but it has to be like fashionable. It can't be like. Okay. Yeah, I get it. You know what I know I'm what saying? saying? Also, cargo shirts have to go. That's a that shut it down deal breaker. Also, I this is a perfect time to bring up that I've never been more aware that I have slash had a speech impediment in my youth <laughs> than doing a fucking podcast. <laughs> I just had cargo shorts and I was like, Cardardo shorts. <laughs> just so you all you listeners know, I hear it every time I stumble over words like intimacy, relations. <laughs> And I'm like, damn you, speech therapy. You didn't work in third grade. I think you're just doing a great job. Hey, thanks. You're the best. Yeah. Anyway, what's your... Um... Okay, so when I was like online dating, yeah, my number one deal breaker was if they tried to reschedule with me more than once. Oh, yeah. Totally. Reclaiming my time. That's right. Reclaiming my time. And if you don't want to make me a priority, that's fine. And like... One time, sure, like something came up, I get that. Totally. But if you're like, oh, can we reschedule again? It's like, like a the job same interview. Date? No. If I was hiring somebody and they rescheduled their interview twice, I'd be like, you obviously are not making this a priority in your life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I also never wanted to date someone taller than me, and my partner is 6'5". Yeah, he is a giant. <laughs> he's I'm, an enormous man. Yeah, I mean, like, not enormous, like, like he's not obese. He's no, just, no. like, huge. He's just, like, a large, like, he, he he's... His build is big. Yeah. And I've often fantasized about him and I dressing as Bran and um, Hodor Hodor for Halloween. <laughs> and I could just climb on his back for the whole night. Ah, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Can I be the wildling woman, Osha or whatever yeah, her name is? Sure, totally. Yeah, just like sure. leading you two around? Great. Perfect. Okay, done. I, I, I mean, honestly, like that sounds like a perfect Halloween costume for okay, me. Done. We've got it. Okay. Also, I wanted to bring up, I talked about. Ask Polly in the mm-hmm. last episode, mm-hmm. and one of her deal breakers that she writes about in her blog is someone who has broken up with past partners because they were boring or because they were becoming boring. Ooh, tell me more just, about that. I think it just means that the person is like more attracted to like the shiny, exciting object than it, than they are Ooh. to like really Instantly like, triggered. Oh, I know. <laughs> 
instantly triggered. <laughs> but I also think that's a good one too, right? Like yeah. if, if they're like, well, I broke up with her because she was boring. Like it's like, okay, what? My deal breaker or red, uh, like a, a comparable deal breaker slash red flag for yeah. me is when they always call all of their exes crazy. Yes. Because you know they made them that way. <laughs> Not all the time, obviously, like... um, I mean, they could have just met a really bad string of Right, people, people, but also, you know, I just think it's a way to delegitimize people's desires if you used to call them crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, and I think that's used against women a lot, you know, and I'm sure in the the gay community, too. It is, definitely, but... That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so uh, you should send us your yeah. Let us know your deal breakers. Um, po- I will ask for them on the episode Instagram post or or oh. hit us up on Twitter at Just Break Up Pod. That's right. Yeah. All right. You want to get into the letters? Yeah. Let's do it. So we're trying to do four again. So yep. like, don't be don't be freaked out when the fourth yeah, one comes. Don't hang up the phone. <laughs> don't turn us off yeah. after the third one because yeah. there's going to be another one. Yeah. Okay. So this letter is from Sierra Mist. Great name. Yep. And she's from down south. Sam is very excited to read this letter. <laughs> I love He's this. He's been raving about this letter <laughs> for weeks. Okay. So um, Sierra Mist writes, 25 female gay. For a year and a half, the girl at Starbucks and I have been crushing on each other, flirting and winking, smiling when her hands brushed as she handed me my daily blonde latte. After such a long time, finally connected and exchanged numbers, to find out we have nothing in common. We are opposites, and not in an opposites attract kind of way. I've been dreaming of Taylor the Latte Girl for a year and a (laughs) half, and now that's shattered. How do I get over this heartache of a love that never really began? First of all, love the Taylor the Latte Boy reference, because I'm a big Kristen Chenoweth fan, so like that's why I was so excited to read this. I I actually have no advice for you. I just wanted to (laughs) reference that. That's so funny. Actually, that is a little bit true. We were going over our show notes and Sam was like, I have no idea what to say here. I just really love the letter and the reference. I have been walking around the apartment singing Taylor the Latte Boy. Yeah, yeah, I made yeah. Sierra sit and listen to uh, it with mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And he also did something that he called dancing, which looked more like waving the air around in his apartment. <laughs> Let me just clarify. Sam is my favorite dance partner. So that's not shade. It's just facts. Oh, it's it's real. <laughs> Okay, so Sierra Mist. Uh, yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. To build someone up for a year and a half and then have it just, like, not work on the first date, that's, yeah. that's yeah. not fun. We do tend to romanticize people that we aren't close to because it, like, prevents us from achieving real intimacy. <laughs> or, like, we, te- we do tend to ro- over-romanticize people we don't know, and I think that's okay because... It's okay to dream, right? It is, for sure. Yeah. And it's okay to have crushes. Yeah. Crush you know, it's on, just like, Sierra Mist. Just like, no. Sometimes sometimes we're more attracted to the things that are unattainable than the things totally. that are in front of us. Totally. Um, and I mean, I've had crushes on baristas. And as a barista, I will admit I had crushes on yeah. okay. customers. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> Sam and I met as baristas. That's if right. you guys listened to our first episode or our teaser episode. When you think that a barista is flirting with you, it's it's predominantly because they are in customer service. <laughs> right. They, like, want your tips and for you to, like, not yeah, throw yeah, yeah. hot coffee in their face. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, one time a woman stormed into the coffee shop that we used to work at, and she said, do you have any croissants? And I said, oh, no, I'm sorry. We don't make croissants, but we have um, muffins and scones. And she just, oh, and then left. And I just sort of was like, I... Uh, <laughs> 
I, I'm not enough for you or my partners. You know, like, it was crushing to me. But, Sierra Miss, we're not saying that your crush didn't, like, crush on you back. She no, totally did. She because, did. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, funny story. I just remembered this. At that coffee shop that you and I used to work, on, work at, we could, like, enter in orders that would show up on the on the barista screen. Yep. And do you, do you remember you, me, and our friend Lisa, who used to work there, when we thought a customer was hot, oh, we would, we used we would to press put, extra hot. <laughs> and then if they were like a hot woman, we would just put wet, 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 wet. <laughs> oh, God, we were children. Yep, that's right. Um, we were very young. Yeah, that's customers. Right. So, Sierra Mist, uh, Taylor the Latte Girl was totally crushing on you, crushing on you legitimately. Yep. However, I did think it was important to point out that like when people are in customer service, I, it was so often misread that I was like hitting on somebody. True. You know? Yes. But... Okay, so I'm proud of you, Sierra Mist, for shooting your shot. Yes, like you, you did, shoot it. did it. You did it. You shot it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and so like you, it didn't work out, but that's yeah. because like not everyone is for us, right? Right. Like we can build people up in our heads and then like have them not live up to that. So, so I love that you use that phrase because you, you, we build people up in our heads right. and then we're left with the like gutted reality of them in our brains. We still have that structure of them in our brains. Right. So Sierra Mist, what you have to do now is just take it off, like take it away one yep. nail and one plank of wood at a time. That's right. Be like, she showed me who she was. I didn't like it. So I'm going to take away this part of the foundation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the windows away from this. Yep. I'm going to take the ceiling off, the roof off. And all of yep. a sudden she's gone because she's just a human and she didn't work out for you. And that's okay. That's right. She's not this mythical person. Right. She's not Taylor the Latte Girl. Right. Right. She's just this person who you like went on a sort of mediocre date with. And it didn't work out. Yeah. We feel you, though. We feel this disappointment. Oh, my God, yes. On so many different levels. Like, I feel that on friend levels. Like, I crave um, intimacy with women, like, non-sexual intimacy. I, like, love strong uh, friendships with women. And I, like, build women up in my head. And then, like, I'll hang out with them. And it'll just be like, okay, it'll be okay. But then I'll come home and be like, oh, there is nobody in my life, (laughs) you know? Yeah. No, I have had years-long crushes as well. Yeah. And... They're not fun to be in, for sure. Yeah. So, like, if there's a way that you can, you know, shoot your shot a little earlier next yeah, time, so you don't half, have to language. Sierra missed. <laughs> Slide a girl your number. That's right. Like, be bold. You're worth it. Yeah. Like, okay. So go let's for it. let's wrap on that because, like, one, we're acknowledging, hey, crushes that come that don't come to fruition or like disappoint us, so shitty, such a bummer. For sure, and it's super valid to be like. To right. grieve that right. that idea right. that you had, like, but, but next time, Sierra Miss, know that we think you're awesome, you're sexy, you're a badass. Like, shoot right. your shot early. I mean, you are a Kristen and then you Chenoweth can find fan, out that so. they suck <laughs> earlier. <laughs> That's the future of dating. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Finding out that people suck sooner. <laughs> okay, that's a little. I know. Jaded. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but. Really though, Sierra Miss, like, dang, bro, like we feel it. We feel it. We no, feel we really you. Do. We adore you. We want you to meet the, you know, Marissa, the cashier. <laughs> like, like <laughs> we want you to move on um, and deconstruct the version of this this crush that you had in your and in your head um, right. to make make room for more crushes. Yeah, for sure. And like, take some time to take stock of like who else is around you right now, right? You've been looking like up in the clouds for a very long time at this one person. Yeah. Like who's down on the ground with you that like might be, might like you that has been putting in the effort that, that you've been maybe not looking at because you've been looking at Taylor, the latte girl. Yeah. And her blonde lattes. That's right. Yeah. 
And is that a metaphor? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so how do you get over the heartache of a love that has never really begun? You recognize that it's just that and it's okay. Sometimes in matters of the heart, instead of heart work, we can do head work and be like, listen, she didn't earn this space. I'm going to let her go. Yep. Cool. We love you, Sierra Mist. And we hope you find a new barista who gives you your coffee for free, winks at you, and is awesome (laughs) outside of her barista uniform. Yes, absolutely. We love you. Thank you. Good luck. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. 
quince.com slash just break up. All right. Up next, we have a letter from Grace, who's writing to us from The Void. Grace writes, how do you know when to take the leap from being friends to more than friends? One of my best friends recently opened up about romantic feelings for me, and my first instinct was that his feelings weren't reciprocated. But now that I keep thinking about now I keep thinking about what it would be like to be with him and how much comfort and joy I find in our friendship and how that could be possible possibly exaggerated by a romantic relationship. I'm worried that these feelings are coming from the attention and validation I now know I can get from him. Sorry, not sorry. Legit. We both have we also both have had relationships that started as close friends and ended badly and I don't want to repeat whatever mistakes we've made with other people in the past. What advice do you have for navigating the awkward but potentially beautiful path from friends into partners? This is a great question, Grace. Yeah, thank you, Grace. Yeah. I want to first before we like go off a little recognize that the question is truly how do you navigate moving from friends to partners? Yep. But I also want to speak specifically to this situation, Grace. For sure. For, to to you and your friend, and not just the idea of of the of friends to partners, right? Uh, yep. Which? Yeah. Is that okay? Go, go, Sam. <laughs> no, it's just that you know, society makes women feel like they are obligated to sort of bend to men's wishes. Come on. And so that's I don't, my best friend. <laughs> I don't want you to feel like you have to reciprocate his feelings just because he is giving them to you. Yeah. And I I, I love that. I love that. And I, I echo it so hard. And I love that you also wrote, like, I, I, I'm not sure if this is blurred by the attention and validation I know, no, I can get. Sorry, not sorry. Because that's so real. We all want to be desired. We all want to be loved. Sure. We all want, you know, affirmations and attentions. And, you know, like if somebody tells me that they're beautiful that I'm beautiful that makes me feel good unless it's like a fucker on the street and you know then they get middle fingers and expletives for sure uh but i i just want to acknowledge too as women like we so often um one we are taught that we are sexual objects mm-hmm. right yep um that we are meant to be consumed that people are always looking at us and we are taught that our worth is wrapped up in our beauty absolutely right yep and therefore our desirability so mm-hmm. i just think that they, that we have like a tense cultural relationship between desire and womanhood yep. um that i have often reciprocated desire that I didn't truly want because I felt like I had to. And that's just the truth. And we're not saying that you feel that way, Grace, but no. And it it, sounds like he was, I mean, nothing about your letter is like, Oh, this is like villainizing him. Oh no, for sure. I mean, he opened up and then seems like he's waiting for you to make your choice, which is great and respectful. But, but there is also the societal implication here that like we need to take stock of. Yeah. And add to that, like that it's okay for people of the, um, opposite or opposing gender to be friends. Mm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And that you can get what you get from your friend as friends and you don't need to cross the line if you don't want to. For sure. I think why we're leaning this way, Grace, other than just believing in what we're saying is because your letter wasn't, it was a little hesitant, right? Like you, you too were a little hesitant. Like, I don't know if I feel this way. Yep. I didn't have feelings before. And now I'm wondering what the validity of them are. Of my feelings are now. Right. So I, I'm just, I, we're just here to say, 
obviously we support you in whatever decision you yeah. want to make, but we want to say it's okay if you don't want to reciprocate this. For sure. In fact, I have so many wonderful, beneficial, well-rounded and supportive friendships with um, people of the opposite or opposing gender who make me feel beautiful mm. and smart and lovely, who I'm not dating, who I'm not sleeping with. I right. have those relationships. I, I've had to carve them out in my life, no doubt. Yep. And I'm grateful for the men in my life who don't cross the line. For sure. You know, but those those friendships to me are so valuable um, and become more and more valuable as I grow older and as I feel more comfortable with myself. Right. And so maybe that's what this friendship is, yep. Grace. Maybe it's just a really great, well-rounded friendship, and and he will have to deal with his feelings as he sees fit. For sure. And I would say, take stock of the relationship right now. Yeah. Like, are you getting what you need out of it? Because that that can be enough then. Right. Right? Like, if there's something there that you're not getting that you need, some sort of intimacy in, in, like, in terms of having a relationship or or something physical, like, okay, well, then that's something that you can consider. Right. But it sounds to me, just based from uh, what you wrote in this letter, that there's nothing driving you towards this. It's yeah. just sort of you're asking yourself, like, do I Yeah, I didn't to? see this door before. I and didn't know here. it was open, and now right. it's here. Yeah. yeah. When we were talking about this letter before, when we were reading it for the first time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were talking about um, languages and how, like, right now in this relationship, you are speaking one language, and that's fine. Um, but now there's like this opportunity to maybe learn a new language or speak a different language. Right. And like, like he came to you and, and started speaking a different language and you're like, well, right. N- maybe it feels good to speak in this language. Oh, for sure. And like, oh, maybe I do want to speak Portuguese. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like also recognize like that new language might be fun, but, but it, it's going to be hard to switch back. It's not like being bilingual at this point. Right, right, right. <laughs> like and, once you try it, like it's really difficult to, to yeah. go back to to where you were at. And I think about the idea, like the phrase, like stay in your lane, um, Mm. which I'm not saying that friendships can't be sexual. I I definitely think they can be if you, if the parties consent and it's healthy, but it is kind of hard to go from one lane to the next and then back again. As as you have said in your letter, Grace, like you have seen these friendships turned relationships go bad. But also we just want to say like, who knows? You know, I, right. I, you guys might be a perfect fit. And I do believe in friends becoming partners. Like mm-hmm. that often is a great recipe for success. Yep. We just didn't read a lot of desire in this, Grace. Like yep. we read a lot of self-reflection, which we love. <laughs> um, Introspection is our favorite right. thing. But I think particularly, you know, men so often make women feel obligated and society makes women feel like, we are owned by desire yep. and you don't have to be anything more than a friend to this man. Yep. Um, that's great. That's wonderful. You are providing something so good to his life right now. For sure. You don't necessarily have to transition into an emotional, uh, I mean, a romantic relationship unless you want to. Now, if you want to, I mean, again, I think everything comes down to open communication. Mm-hmm. Like sit down with him and say like, hey, I didn't know that this was here before. Can... I take my time processing it, you know, sure. or like, yep. or how do, how do we too, as adults who, who are choosing to take a couple steps forward, what's the best, most responsible way we can do this while ch- attempting to maintain our friendship throughout, yep. I guess. I yeah, kind of stumbled through that. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that you, because you're friends, you've already developed a level of intimacy that it might be good to also like 
to to separate the dating from that intimacy, at Ooh, least in the idea. beginning, to yeah. say like, well, let's go on a like instead of saying oh, like oh we're in a relationship now, instead say like well let's go on a date first, right? Like a date where we're not just like hanging out watching movies or whatever. Because that might also make it more clear for you too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a different How does setting. it feel to look at him with that ro- those romantic, right? Like sunglasses on, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, exactly. And then you can, I think that would also make it easier for you to say, like, no, this isn't working. Can we right. just go back to being right. friends? And that's maybe that's what I want to end on is I'm I want to give you permission, Grace, right now to say this isn't what I want. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. I love you as a friend. Yeah, I, I think that like, it's so often difficult for us as people with hearts to turn down people we love. Um, But that might be the kindest, most responsible thing you can do if that's where your heart's at. Um, It's just to be honest, like, and and level with them and say, like, listen, this isn't where my heart is. Or it is, you know, I want to try this out and it doesn't feel right. Or, hey, guess what? You guys get married and have a billion babies and we will be at your wedding. For sure. But if you say no and he starts talking about the friend zone... Oh, I'm going to slap that man into t- fucking tomorrow. Or making you feel bad for saying no. You block, 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 block him and you <laughs> get him out of your life. Yes, <laughs> that is a route that she could take. And I know I, I love your black, 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 black thing, but it, this is a friendship. I, what I would say is, hey, what type of friend would do that to you? I right. mean, that's what I mean. Right. Then he's black, showing black, black, black is turning into like a lifestyle <laughs> and not necessarily like the direct direction. You know, black, 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 black is just like living a life free of people who abuse us. Yes. That's hey. what I mean. Yeah. Let's make that into a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if he if he turns on you after this because yeah. you have you have tried to create boundaries. Yeah. Then like that is not OK. Not and OK at all. That's when he's you... allowed to be upset, but oh, he sure. can, he's not allowed to take that out on you. No, absolutely. Right. Because you are just living your life being a great friend. Yep. So, Grace, we love you. We want you to be happy, whether that's with um, a boyfriend or with a friend. Absolutely. And you are um, worthy of both of those things. And you bring great things into people's lives, lives as a partner and as a friend. OK, absolutely. And we love you. Good we luck. love you. All right. Coming up next. Uh, this is from Killogy. <laughs> Syllogy. Not quite sure. I'm going to say Killogy, but it's spelled with a C. <laughs> um, and they are writing from Houston. And they write, I was in a relationship with a guy I met a few years back, and we ended off on really bad terms. Mm, Hurtful sorry. things were said to one another, and eventually we both blocked each other on social media. As a college student, I realized I wanted to make amends. I reached out to him and apologized on my end for all the stuff that went down back then. He had been lurking through my social media, so I figured maybe he'd actually want to fix things and at least be friends. Listen, creeping just breaks hearts. Oh, I know. (laughs) You know how I feel about social media. (laughs) However, he ended up responding, okay, well, I have a girlfriend now and we shouldn't text. Good night. As I opened my DM from Insta, I was then blocked from his account. (gasps) I'm super bummed out that I didn't get the closure that I needed, wanted to really move on. And now I have no clue what to do, how to move on, or just forget about him. Advice? Thank you. Uh, Killogy. God, what can I? It's just hard to say. Syllogy. Killogy. Killogy. Yeah, let's just go for it. All right. We're going to call you Killogy. Killogy. Sorry if your name's Scylla. Yeah. All right. So. Yo, I feel this letter so hard, especially as someone who, like, uh, my family members 
and I <laughs> struggle with some <laughs> obsessive thought patterns. Mm-hmm. So um, when I uh, when my anxiety is high or when I feel rejected or de- dejected or um, when I feel like up against the wall in one way, when I feel like my hands are tied at all, my obsessive thoughts go wild. Yeah, they really do. So like if I wanted to say something to someone and they blocked me on all of my accounts, I honestly would try to get a hold of them with like a Ouija board. Like mm. I would just, I just, I, or at least at a time in my life, I would do that. For you sure. Know? Yep. Because I felt like I needed to dis. The only way to get rid of that obsessive thought or the pain, right? The yep. heartbreak was to talk to this person. Yep. But now, as someone who's doing intentional heart and head work, I realize like that's not how to stop the obsessive tr- th- train of thought. For sure. You can dismantle that train with your own tools. Yep. So we want to talk about, well, just like, first of all, we're sorry that your relationship ended so badly. Yeah, that's, it's never great when a relationship ends we, on bad terms. Right. We forgive you mm. for anything that you did during that time that you're not proud of. Yep. That's just what heartbreak looks like sometimes. And, yep. and, and aging, you know, living like we, we, again, I've said this multiple times, but we learn how to love by loving people. And, yep. and sometimes that looks really messy and sloppy. For sure. So, hey, we've all had those sloppy, bloody <laughs> breakups that just Definitely. we're ashamed to look back at. Right. Yep. And, and good for you for like wanting to make amends. That means that you are both healing, mm-hmm. you're forgiving yourself and holding yourself accountable saying like, hey, I might have said or done things that yeah. I'm not proud of, but I'm ready to put that behind me. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I mean, the the I think that I'm wanting to apologize is probably coming from a place of like I'm looking back and I'm realizing I made mistakes and I want to make amends. Right. And I think that's really commendable. Right. I would also say that he's now given you his answer. Right. Yeah. So the other side of the hashtag block 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 coin right. is. You got to respect the block. Oh, God, it's so hard <laughs> to even do that. <laughs> I know. And I have like I've also been on the receiving end of, of the block and it's it's infuriating yeah, for sure because totally. you're like, wait, I have more things to say to you. Yes. But the person is telling you, like, I don't have space in my life or in my heart right. to hear those things. Right. And that might be justified or the shittiest thing is it might be totally unjustified. They might just be, you know. Oh, for sure. I had this guy once come into my my Facebook DMs, whatever they're called, Facebook Messenger, and be like, I hear that you don't like me, so I'm I'm like giving you permission to never speak to me again. And then before I could reply, he had blocked me. Wow. Yeah. That's just like steeping in self-importance. <laughs> So, yeah, I had a lot of things I wanted to say to him. Yeah, you were like, what? Yeah, but I couldn't. And then I was just like, honestly, that happened. And I was like, I mean, that's, I got to respect how well executed that was. (laughs) Like a firing range, like one, two, three, done. But the, like, so sometimes this block is like stupid and dumb, but you still got to respect it. Like that person is saying no to you and you just got to take that no for what it is. Right. And I think the biggest thing we want to take away, uh, you we want you to take away from this is that closure doesn't come from a singular event or conversation. That's right. Or most importantly, it does not come from another person. That's right. It comes from you. Yep. It I, comes from within. Yeah, I think that we all spend a lot of time, and I think justifiably, totally, like trying to find the perfect end to our pain, to our grief, to 
bad relationships. Right. A love that we wanted that is not there anymore. For sure. And that moment is not going to happen. It's something that you have to learn to do for yourself. It's head and heart work. Yep. It really is something that you, it's like a lived, um, it's a decision that you wake up and and live every day. Yep. Today, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to put this behind me. Yep. Today, I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to carry this grief anymore. Yep. And again, I know that grief, you know, is a, is a beast. Oh, right? for sure. And this, I'm, we're not trying to say that this is easy and that you can just sort of right. write it off in your head, right? It takes a lot of time and work and intentional thought patterns for sure and it might never get to a point where it feels right. like good or perfect but yeah. but it will get to a point where it it hurts less also like just fuck this dude man honestly like, right <laughs> you guys had your time it didn't work and you 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 Killogy, came to your own decision that you wanted to put this behind you that you wanted to make amends right. that you wanted to settle this in your heart right yep. because that's mature as fuck and you're a badass bitch that's right and you reached out to him, and he cannot reciprocate that for whatever reason. Yep. So fuck him. Like he, it's he owes you very little other than I don't know respect and human yep. decency. Right. And he didn't. He told he he showed you what you can get from him. Yep. Right. For sure. And now you can just be like, cool, dang, like. Right. You're not in my life anymore, so I I'm just gonna close this chapter. I yep. feel good about how I represented myself, mm-hmm. and which you he, should, right? And even and here's the here's the kicker: even if you could talk to him, you can't take back anything you did. It's already done. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes, and I forgive me for not knowing the name of the person who said it. I will. Um, thank you, Sam. You're so <laughs> you're so fucking lovely. The quote is. Forgiveness is the release of all hope for a better past. Mm. And Buddy Wakefield says that in a poem, and then he he states who quote who who said that quote. So yeah. if you want to look up the Buddy Wakefield poem, um, but forgiveness is the release of all hope for a better past. Meaning, Kilaji, you got to forgive yourself and recognize that nothing can be different that That's has right. already happened. Trying to move this thing is not worth your time and your energy because totally. it's not going to happen. It's not in your real life. It's not in your present. Day. Right. He put up the wall and the wall is there and you're not going to be able to bring it down. So just turn around. Right. Look there's, at, there's a garden behind you. Behind That's you. right. <laughs> there's a Starbucks and a barista who wants to flirt with you. <laughs> um, turn around. I love that. Right? Um, yeah. And uh, we believe in you and we believe in your ability to do the mental and emotional labor that puts this behind you. Absolutely. Yeah. We love you. Did you did everything right. We're really rooting for you. Yeah, we love you. We love you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so last question, and this is from Sydney, who is writing to us from The Void. Sydney writes, I am in a heterosexual relationship. My boyfriend and I are almost a decade apart in age. Not really an issue for us. And we've been dating, we've been together for about six months. We work together, and that's how we met. And it has been so great since we made things official. 
We literally have twin souls. I'm very happy with him, and I know we both definitely see a future together, but I feel like I'm missing something within the relationship. He has a recent health condition for which he takes meds that affects his sex drive and desire, and that's very hard for me to deal with. It's not that he's, quote, bad at sex. We just don't have it at all because he doesn't really have that sexual desire. When he thinks of sex, he's just not in the mood and isn't into it. We haven't had sex or any kind of sexual relations in over three months now, keeping in mind we've only been together for half a year, and it makes me so sad. I love him so much, and I just wish that he would have the desire. I have been feeling so unattractive, undesirable, and unwanted because of this, and though he reassures me it's not that way, it's so hard for me to process and shake that feeling. That line is so hard to read. Yeah. It's left me feeling lonely. We don't even really kiss a lot or do much hugging, hand-holding, etc., unless it's initiated by me, which means I initiate it a lot, which then makes me worry that I'm being clingy. Mm. If, I'm not sure if he just doesn't think of initiating it or if that lack of contact on his part is another component of the lack of desire from his meds. Mm. I'm very happy being with him despite all this, but it's always hanging over my head. I describe it as a wilting feeling. I'm happy and whole, yet my mind is being weighed down by this. I feel like a wilting flower. Sometimes he'll kiss my neck or rub my back out of nowhere, and I'll start to get teary and want to cry, either because it's been so long since he's done that to me, or maybe I subconsciously think I don't deserve it since the relationship has been so devoid of physical interactions from him for so long. I worry that when we finally have sex again, I'll start crying and ruin the momentous occasion. I have mentioned these concerns to him a few times, and I know he feels bad, but because of his meds, it doesn't seem like there's much he can do. I know he feels bad, so I try not to bring it up anymore. I start to worry that I'm being selfish by wanting sex when he can't give it to me because of a medical condition. It seems unfair of me to feel sad when it's kind of out of his control. But then again, I also know I shouldn't be feeling this way. Mm. That's so real. He may be off his meds someday soon, or maybe not so soon. But what do I do until then? Am I being selfish? How do I deal with no sex when it's something I've been needing and missing? Mm. It's not even about the sex itself. I just miss having the kind of connection and bond with him. Please help. Oh, Sydney. Sydney. What a beautiful, heartbreaking letter. Absolutely. You are not being selfish, and I feel the sincerity of both your love and your pain in this. Oh, absolutely. We want to just start off by saying we believe your love. We we see how much you love this man. Yep. Because I don't think you would be holding all of this hurt inside you if you Mm -hmm. didn't love him and you didn't want it to work. Yep. And I just want to call out the line that says, maybe I subconsciously think I don't deserve it since the relationship has been so devoid of physical interaction from him for so long. And I just want to say off the bat, before we even dive into this, that you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. You deserve a healthy, wonderful, enjoyable sex life that is reciprocal and consensual and full of desire and pleasure. You deserve that. Absolutely. And just because you haven't had it consistently in Mm -hmm. this relationship doesn't mean you don't deserve it. Just because you weren't raised with money doesn't mean you don't deserve money later in life, Mm -hmm. right? Just because you aren't getting a certain vitamin for the first 10 years of your life doesn't mean your body doesn't deserve that nourishment and that nurturing and your soul, your heart, your body deserves this thing that it has been deprived of. Absolutely. 
Ugh. And I think it's, I think that it's wonderful that you understand this need mm-hmm. so clearly yes. and that you're so able to articulate what it is. Right. There's obvious compassion here. Absolutely. And it's, it's great to see that you are in tune with, with yourself to know that, that this physical intimacy is something that you need in right. a relationship to feel safe and healthy and whole in that relationship. And like a sexy ass motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know, That's right, like yeah. we all deserve to feel sexy if we want to feel sexy. Absolutely. I do want to acknowledge too, in addition to your love, you, you do tell us that you have had a couple conversations with him about it, mm-hmm. but that you know that he feels bad. So you haven't been bringing it up. And I just want to say the appeasement of that mm. is it's just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. You say you don't want to bring it up because you know he feels bad, but you feel bad, Sydney. You are feeling bad all the time. Right. And and you have a right as his partner to share in that. That's right. You have a right to, I mean, and, and also here's the thing, all healthy things grow and growth comes in uncomfortability. Yep. Like, so if he's uncomfortable and he feels bad, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You guys can use that space to grow and to be better and to become more intimate in other ways than physical spa- ways, Absolutely. right? So I really, really want to encourage you to empower yourself, to gift yourself the um, the respect uh, that you deserve to have the, ha- to push this conversation more. And I know, Sydney, this is really hard. Yep. But just believe me, you want to have this conversation now. Yep. You want to start normalizing talking about your needs, specifically your sexual needs, because we live in a fucked up Puritan country that like, and, you know, Catholic guilt is running rampant, <laughs> you know, and, and like it's, it's hard for people to talk about sex and desires, but it's really important to push through this you know, not just for your sex life, but for you and your relationship. You should be able to bring up things. You should be able to have hard conversations. For sure. And you, like, in your boyfriend's case, you guys should be able to have conversations in which he feels like he can't fix things or make them better, but you Mm. guys still love love each other at the end of that conversation, Mm -hmm. right? It's, like, about nurturing the idea that failure is okay. Yep. As long as you keep trying. For sure. You know? You clearly have a very great connection i mean like twin souls right that's a that is a a connection that is gemini that's super important for sure um but without being able to have these conversations about what you need from the relationship um like that twin soul might or those twin souls might separate in a way that's not right happy or healthy right don't let your twinness be don't let what you mirror from him be you withholding yourself mm, right mm-hmm. don't don't let both of you sit in the feelings of inadequacy yep face them head on for sure and and so you say i want this it makes me feel undesired when like how can we fix this and he can say i don't know what i can bring you um i i can't bring you the intimacy that you want but at least you guys are facing it head on right and there are ways to get around this for sure and it starts with the conversation that's right yeah and i'm it needs to have the conversation because if this relationship is going to turn into something that isn't an actual sort of sexual relationship. Right. It's better to have the conversation now to maintain that intimacy, to maintain that connection with him so that if it em- emerges into something different, which might just be a friendship, right. you won't lose that twin soul right? because you haven't Such had those point. important conversations. Right. And instead, just the resentment and the the sort of toxicity continues to build. Right. So it's important to have those conversations and to trust him if he says something that you are not comfortable with. Right. Totally. 
in navigating those upcoming conversations, I really, really strongly suggest you either buy the book or look up um, the five love languages. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact title, Mm -hmm. but I read it with a partner once and it was transformative to our communication and how we showed love to each other. Because I will say this, I too have been in a relationship with someone who was on medication that affected their sexual drive or sexual performance. Yep. And I respect that. And I know that that is your boyfriend's truth. I also know that it takes no sexual desire to hold someone's hand. Mm. And I don't mean to sound like a, you know, um, an ignorant asshole when I say Mm. that. But you can say to your partner, I one of my love languages is physical touch. Mm -hmm. And right now you are not showing me you love me with your physical touch. And it's making me feel undesired, unfulfilled, unloved. So you can use the five love languages, which Mm -hmm. are gift giving, words of affirmation, quality time, uh, acts of kindness and touch. We all speak in these different languages and you can say, I really need you to speak to me in this way. If not sexually, but we can, you know, I want you guys to have sex. We can talk about that in a section in a second. If not sexually right now. Um, can you guys practice giving each other back rubs, mm-hmm. right? Can you practice holding hands more often, Yep. kissing more often? Can you practice, can you shower non-sexually together, Yep. right? Can you sleep naked? Mm. It can, are there ways to increase physical intimacy that mm-hmm. aren't sexual, that don't, you know? Yep. Also, I don't mean to be a huge asshole <laughs> when I say this, but like, you know, he could also like go down on you. <laughs> Please know okay, that okay, I'm really okay. trying not to be, I'm, you know, I'm a mental health advocate and I totally uh, understand that medications affect sexual drives, but but that's something that could happen too. That's true. Yes. And so, okay, well, so let's make space for people who express their sexuality in different totally, ways. And totally. so like, it may, it may be honestly that he doesn't, he, his uh, understanding of intimacy doesn't involve physical touch mm, or sex in totally. any way, right? Like that is something that is completely valid and a way to express love. But if it's not working for you, right, then that's, that's the issue. Exactly. Right. So everybody's like identity to- and everybody's sexual desires are valid. Absolutely. But when, you know, we're in partnerships, they're literally mm-hmm. called partnerships. Yep. And if he isn't meeting you where you're at, then then something needs to evolve or give or grow or change. Yep. I'm advocating for both of you here, even though I made a joke about like oral sex. Um <laughs> I want him to feel empowered and sexy and loved yep. and, and to be able to communicate his love to you in a healthy way. Absolutely. But I want you to get what you deserve. Yes. Right? Yeah. And no, exactly. Rooting for both of you. I want him to be able to talk about the things that he needs as well. Right. Right. Which may be that like, I am not, I'm not a person who likes to physically touch people. I am asexual, whatever that is. Right. But as long as he has the opportunity to be able to express that to you in a way that you can understand right. is important because I want both of you to get what you need out of this right. relationship. And it's clear that at least you are not. And I don't know about him because I haven't yeah. talked to him. Yeah. But. I want to just share a little bit uh, from my own life and my own experience from with love languages, mm-hmm. Sydney. One of my exes, the, the person I was with the longest, mm-hmm. um, who I thought I was going to marry and have a million babies with, mm-hmm. he um, grew up in like a Catholic farming family in Iowa and his family showed love, love through labor, mm-hmm. like he, through acts of um, kindness mm-hmm. and quality time. So this partner of mine would pick me up 
um, when I was out drunk dancing with you, Sam. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. It was he great. Would, <laughs> he would do the dishes for me all the time. He would help. He would try to fix little things in my life. And that's how he showed me that he loved me. He, he's like a true caretaker. Yep. But my primary love language is words of affirmation. I like to be told. I'm a fucking poet. Like, <laughs> I need things to be said to me and I yep. need to say them. And he wasn't. He just didn't learn as a young person to express him, his love verbally very yeah. freely. So he, he would, it was as though he kept saying, I love you. I love you. I want you. I think you're beautiful. I love you. That's why I'm doing all these things for you. Yep. But when one person speaks Portuguese and the other person f- speaks Spanish, they might not understand. Well, they may actually, they're kind of related. But like, <laughs> but I you think know. it's a good analogy because you can like sort of see the connections. Like right, you right, right. understand. It's one but person it's just like, saying, yeah. It just like comes in differently. Right. So if my ex was saying, I love you in one language and I was saying, I, I love you in the other, we were crossing wires. We did, we do, we did have love. We do have love. Yep. And you, Sydney, obviously do have love, yep. but you need to make sure that you are advocating for yourself and telling your partner that I want to be told. Like, I want to receive love in this way, or better yet, mm-hmm. I best hear and understand your love when it is delivered to me in this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had in that relationship, Sydney, I had to do work to hear uh, this partner's love. Yep. Right. And, and I shifted that in me to be yep. like, oh, wow, look at all the ways he loves me that sure. I, I wasn't translating to love. Yep. But I will say, Sydney, I feel like a kindred soul to you because I felt I started to feel unattractive. Mm. undesirable i felt i didn't feel beautiful Mm. um because he wasn't verbally telling me that i was pretty or desired or that he loved me a lot um and that it made me feel like an extreme deficit Mm. yeah so i I feel very kindred to this story yeah and i mean i think that's true of of many relationships right is that not everyone aligns their love language in the right way right but it again takes that intimacy. It takes that communication. It takes that space to say, like, I need you to tell me that I'm I'm pretty yeah. sometimes. Yeah, you just have <laughs> to. Like, like, you just have to. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yep. Or be like, you know, I know that you like did the dishes for me, but I need you to like tell me that you love me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's okay. It's okay. We learn these love languages as children yep. from what we are given or not given. Yep. You know? And it's Sydney, it's okay to want to be touched. It is. It's okay to want to feel beautiful. Yep. It's okay to want to feel desired. Mm-hmm. This is all valid. And we're just trying to give you some maybe different ways that you can approach this conversation because it has to happen for yep. your heart and your relationship. It has to happen. It does. And I was, you know, I I was half joking about the going down on you thing. <laughs> Mostly, I mean, like, there is a way, Sydney, there is light at the end of this tunnel, and that light looks like you two navigating what you can and cannot bring to the table, what Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. and cannot do in bed, but it starts at a conversation. Yep. Right? That's right. And we believe in you. We believe in your voice and your heart and your body and your love. Like, we just, we are rooting for you, okay? Absolutely, Sydney. We love you. We love you very much. Can I just say one thing before we continue? I just want to say that relationships without sex are also valid. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so I just wanted to understand that 
that that is something that I am thinking about as well mm. as when we answer this question. I'm so glad you brought that up. Because relationships without sex are, are completely valid and that is great. Right. As long as both partners are coming into that with the understanding that that is the way that they can operate and explore intimacy. And I want to make sure that we're not sort of taking people who may have asexual relationships and mm-hmm. saying like, that's not that's not a valid way to be together. Mm-hmm. Just sort of acknowledging the fact that it was very clear that Sydney really wanted yes. to be sexually intimate um and that that is what is driving our advice to sort of have these conversations and 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 sort of ask for the sexual intimacy that she needs absolutely sam and i believe you all we believe your identities your desires your love yeah whatever you want we believe in you and if you want a relationship with a partner um and that doesn't look like things that we have described we believe that absolutely yeah cool that was such a fun episode. Yeah, I had a great we time. We love all of your submissions so much. <laughs> we love you all so much. Absolutely. Every episode, we end our show with what we call the blind date segment, where we shout out something we want to send you home with. So this week, we are going to set you up with uh, a podcast called Do You Like My Little Lie, which oh is God. part of the Strangers podcast. Oh, my God. That, um, a podcast episode, a specific yes, episode. the specific right? episode, Do You Like My Little Lie. Um, shout out to Heather again, who yes. sent this to us. Ugh, this it's, podcast, I don't know, y'all. Sierra thought we shouldn't recommend this because it's so fucked up. Well, but I, was I like, enjoyed I, it right, because I'm like, a sick son of a bitch. Oh, for sure. We talked about it for like an extensive amount yeah. of time. But uh, yeah, it's a it's an one. The podcast is wonderful. Yep. Um, the story is really well tell, told. It's just an intense story. So it is. Buckle, buckle right. in, friends. Do not listen to it by yourself when you're driving home late at night, which is what I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, to my parents' empty house. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so great. that's the blind date for the week. Awesome. So you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can also slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as well as leave a five-star rating and review. Oh, yes. Are we going to shout out some people who gave us reviews? Um, I'm going to shout out. We want to say thank you to Nyla Rocker, to KG0316. To underscore, underscore Lori, like mm. it. <laughs> to title here, I think is what this stands for. Um, to legal pad of the pod. Thank you to Todd and Opal. And thank you to Yo, it's Amber Fool. Great username. <laughs> thank you to Keegan O'Brien. GR, or excuse me, Giro. Man. Great. Yeah, Jero. And the last one is Love One Day. And I want to I want to say for something really quickly is this person said, P.S. in their review, they said, P.S. Oh my God, I didn't know that was going to be my username. I'm way cooler than I sound. And listen up, Love One Day or Love Day One. We believe you. We believe that you're cooler than that. But we're oh, also, we're not very cool ourselves. No, we're definitely not. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So thanks to all of those people that gave us those reviews. It really helps us keep the lights on and it helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Original music, recording, and editing by our friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, The What If Podcast. And remember, it's okay to set boundaries. Mm. It's okay to give and give and give and decide that Right now, in this moment, you don't need to give anymore. It's okay to express what you want. 
It's okay to have desires. It's okay to tell someone that you love that you need more from them. Mm. It's okay to tell someone that you love that you can't love them anymore. It's okay to kick people out of your lives that are taking up too much space and too much energy. We want you to know that it's okay to take care of yourself. And if all else fails, just break up. 